As you think about the upcoming holidays, if you have people in your life who say and do things that trigger you, that you find upsetting, or aggravating, or frustrating, instead of going down the rabbit hole of negativity, I want you to try reframing. Because reframing helps you approach challenges with more optimism, more choices, and more possibilities. And because your words and your thoughts and the questions you ask yourself have power in how you experience, how you perceive your reality, the ability, that skill of being able to create a positive reframe is a game changer. And it's one I'm going to teach you today. So if you're ready for some life-changing stuff right before the holidays, (laughs) let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 151. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got a good one. So if this is your first time listening, I wanna say welcome, welcome, welcome. And you truly have stumbled across a really good one. And if you've been an avid listener and a subscriber, well, welcome back. And again, This may be a little bit of review for you, but if you've been listening, you know that I've been talking a lot about emotional triggers. So I talked about emotional eating and mastering our triggers. I talked about emotional triggers themselves last time. And what I want to do today in this episode is talk about the power of reframing. And the reason I want to cover that is because We're now in mid-December, we're in the thick of holidays and the planning and the decorating and parties and all that good stuff. And if you're anything like me, in the next week or two, you're going to be spending time with friends and family, maybe some family and crazy relatives that you normally don't see, maybe you only see once a year. And the holidays, there's always high expectations. We're all supposed to be happy and we want to be healthy. Maybe a lot of comments around how you look are going to come up and photos, right? All of that stuff. And along with that, there will be disappointment. With high expectations, there's always going to be disappointment. And then 
with the added stress of the holidays. Maybe things that don't normally trigger you are going to put you over the edge. Or maybe, again, those people that you don't normally see during the year, so particular situations or people, <laughs> right? Those things can actually create those triggers that can lead to being upset, lead to more stress and frustration. So what I want to do today is we're going to talk about the power of reframing. I'm going to actually go through steps that you can take so that you get to experience something different this year. And the differences that I want you to experience, there's, there's three buckets that they fall into. The first one is when you hear something from maybe it's a parent. So in my case, it would be my dad. Something that in the past you've just kind of had to grin and bear, or, you know, kind of hold the tension in your body. I want you to be able to not have that happen. Okay. And the reason why is the second part is I want you to be able to actually let it just kind of bounce off of you like your Teflon or water off a duck's back. I want it to have that kind of effect because when we do the reframing, oftentimes what you'll figure out is that the comment actually isn't about you. It might sound like it's about you, but it's actually about the person who's saying it. And oftentimes there's a lot of projection going on, all right? And then the third thing is when we're able to actually be more objective about what we're hearing, we get to be in a place of calm and not feel like we're defending ourselves. And so when we have that calm available, we actually can then have those crucial conversations that are key to actually strengthening our relationships with the people in our lives that matter. And that's really what I want for you for the holidays and for the rest of your life, but especially for the holidays as they're coming up. All right. So we're going to talk about the power of reframing. And there are five steps to the method that I'm going to walk you through. I call it the learning cycle method or TLC method. So we're going to practice some TLC. And the five steps are number one, notice it. Number two, name it. Number three, question it. Number four, challenge it. Number five, reframe it. So number one, notice it is about when you actually become aware of the thought that's triggering the emotions. Okay. Number two, I want you to name it. So this means I want you to shine a light on those thoughts. Journaling can be really helpful here. And the reason why I want you to, to pause, to really stop and think about what you're saying to yourself is because 
thoughts, we have like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. We're aware of a very, very small percentage of those thoughts. They are like when you dream and you wake up, and if you don't write it down right away, you'll forget about them. Okay, we are so used to that soundtrack playing in our head. I want you to actually write them down. So when I say journal, I want you to describe the situation. I want you to put down the thoughts that you're having about it, how you feel about it, what you're making it mean. Okay, so your interpretations about the situation. Number three, when you question it, this is about asking questions like, is it true? If it's not true, then our response is going to be very different. Is it kind? Is it helpful? Is it necessary? And then I'm going to add a fifth question. What are you making it mean about you? So this third step, question it, is really about understanding it from your own point of view. This is about gaining awareness and from that, gaining insight about what makes you tick. Okay, if you've spent the last 15, 20 years, especially I know this for moms, where you put everyone's needs before your own. I want you to spend some time really going back to what's going on inside you. Okay. You have my permission to focus on you right now. Put your needs first right now. Okay. Number four, when I say challenge it, when you answer that question, what are you making it mean about you? If it is a disempowering interpretation, if it makes you somehow feel like you're less than, I want you to ask yourself, what is the premise? So if someone says or does something that's really upsetting to you, and as we ask these questions, you realize that you're making them mean, you're not accepting me for who I am. I'm not good enough just the way I am. The premise is that you have to be a certain way in order to be accepted, in order to be good enough. That would be the premise. So, again, I want you to challenge it. I really want you to be clear on those underlying beliefs that are driving your emotions. And then step five, when I talk about reframing, this is really where the magic happens. So this is all around empathy, compassion, and perceptual positioning. So in perceptual, in perceptual position, 
<laughs> easy for me to say. In perceptual positioning, there are three different positions you can take. First position is from your own point of view. Second position is from another person's point of view. Third position is as an objective observer. So the second position from another person's point of view requires empathy. Now, a lot of people define empathy as our ability to see the world from another person's perspective and feel what they're feeling. And here's where I really want to be clear that there are actually at least two kinds of empathy. There's emotional empathy and there's cognitive empathy. So emotional empathy is when we see another person experiencing an emotion and then we actually are able to experience that same emotion. So emotional empathy actually has three parts to it. The first is feeling the same emotion as the other person. The second is personal distress, as in this distress that we feel in response to seeing or perceiving someone else suffering. And then the third component is having compassion for that other person. So by compassion here, I mean that we not just see them suffering, but we feel motivated to help relieve that suffering. Okay, but again, remember that the second component has our own, our own feelings of distress in response to seeing another person and their plight. Okay, now, when I talk about cognitive empathy, here, this is about the ability to understand what another person is thinking and feeling, right? To see it from their perspective. But it doesn't actually mean that you're feeling those emotions. It just means you can understand how it would feel, why it might be upsetting, why, I, why it might be frustrating, for example. But with cognitive empathy, there's objectivity. With cognitive empathy, you can actually see a situation in a wider context. You can be that objective observer. And when you journal, this is where you get an opportunity to use those cognitive skills, that, that third position point of view about a situation. And when you do that, guess what? You see a lot more opportunities, a lot more options that are available. So when it comes to reframing, we want both that second position 
and third position. We want to be able to understand the perspective of the person that's speaking to us as well as what an objective observer would be able to glean. Okay. And with those two, what ends up happening is this is where you're really able to see that what someone is saying is based on their worldview, their beliefs. And if you don't agree with them to begin with, then what someone may be saying that's currently triggering you will lose its power. So I have one caveat here. When it comes to empathy, when you talk about emotional empathy, you see someone in pain and you experience distress yourself and you have the desire to help them. I know this from coaching. I know this from my own life experience. When you offer help, but it's not wanted, it's not helpful. Help not wanted is not helpful. So I want you to be clear about why you're doing what you're doing. If you're trying to help someone who doesn't want your help, and it's because you are experiencing that personal distress, understand you're motivated to take action to help yourself feel better. It's actually not about the other person. So be aware of that. If you start giving unsolicited advice, oftentimes you may be actually creating more resistance. We call this in coaching, we call this the writing reflex. We're trying to help someone else, but they haven't asked for it. So as a parent, if you have kids that are doing things and you can see the path that they're going down, your job is to get them to ask for help before you offer your advice. That would be the challenge. It's like until they're receptive, everything you say is just going to kind of bounce off. It's actually going to create like an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> okay. So think about your own experience. When you hear someone say something to you, you know, I come from the world of fitness and weight loss. If someone tells you, you need to lose weight, what's your reaction? Like, I really need you to tell me is probably one thought that has gone through my head in the past. Right? So, hopefully, you're going to practice some TLC, and then I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you've tried these five steps and what happened. And if you need any help with the reframing, I encourage you to sign up for a free mini coaching session with me. I would love to help you, especially during the holidays here. If there's stuff that's triggering you, I would love to be able to help you reframe it so that you can have that peaceful, happy holiday. All right. So I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote 
by Dr. Stephen Covey. If I were to summarize in one sentence the single most important principle I have learned in the field of interpersonal relations, it would be this. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.